This is an Audio Wool original. This episode of Fright Day is brought to you by Gates of Hell Chipotle Hot Sauce by Fright Day. Bold Chipotle flavor blended with habanero peppers for just the right burn. Kissed with garlic and passion fruit. Zero human blood, like none at all. Visit shop.frightday.com before the first batch disappears. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you'd like to support us, go to patreon.com slash frightday. Listeners are freaks who have experienced some freaky things. Yeah. Today we're going to share some of their experiences. It's True Tales of Terror, Volume 17, Oops All Paranormal Edition. Yeah. No UFOs? No werewolves? I mean, have we ever had a werewolf story? I think we've had cryptid stories. We had a we've big, had some... big, big dogs. Yeah, we've had that, but I don't think we've had a werewolf Before story. Before we get started, I should thank everyone who wrote oh in. Oh my gosh, thank you guys so much. What a great selection. Always send them. Yeah. Please, anytime anything weird happens, I want to know about it. True Tales of Terror. Always. Send them to Kelly at Friday.com. Maybe we need to say True Tales of Terror or... Uh-oh. The paranormal, like even if it's not freaky to you, well, like if you see something, we've had past stories of see a Bigfoot, see dead an alien. relatives calling or appearing, yeah. apparitional. Those Love are that. terrifying. Sometimes right. they're comforting. Anything unexplainable. Yeah. Well, on that note, unexplicable, hmm? inexplicable. Are you? Stupid? Here we go. Yeah, today I am. Let's jump in. <laughs> uh, speaking of stupid, we're Uh-oh. starting out with a story Brutal. from. One of our writers, actually, who half the time is really smart and half the time is really stupid. <laughs> it's a um, fucked up thing to say, Kelly. Yeah, well, Jacob's it's true. Jacob's a great guy. Jacob is. I, he is no more or less worthy because of the intellect he possesses on any given day. Oh. I'm just telling you that it vacillates We've wildly. We've been talking a lot recently. You and Jacob? Yeah, Dasha and her crew are beefing with Jane Schoenbrunn from World's Fair. Yeah, why? Well, because Dasha's friend, Betsy, who's in... Scary of 61st did kind of a transphobic film. I mean, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. So, so. hold on. Does Jacob understand that she's a pile of shit? I think we're all kind of on the same page. That Okay, I'm... good. All right, here we go, Jacob. I appreciate you writing your story. Thanks, this is, Jacob. It's yeah, fun I'm because about Kelly. it has to do with recurring dreams, recurring nightmares, mm. um, which I certainly had. We, we talked, talked about last, last week. week. Skin him yeah. a rink. Yeah. I bet Jacob hated Skinnamarink, too. He did. Gave him one star. Uh, yeah. I fucking knew it. I knew it. You guys are always wrong. Okay. <laughs> Come on. He did have a pretty great review for me. What did he say? Something awful. Did you see Skinnamarink yet? I hope you have a screener. I was hoping that you wouldn't have to waste the time it takes to drive to the theater and back. And yet he liked the worst movie made by fascists. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here we go. This isn't so much of an encounter or experience, but growing up as a wee lad in the early 90s, I had a recurring nightmare very, very frequently. Me too, Jacob. It was highly specific, and I remember every last detail to this day. Hmm. 
set the scene. Small-ish town, Midwest. I'll be playing some Midwest emotional rock and roll music. Is that just Sufjan? What is no. that? Okay. McDonald's playgrounds were extremely dangerous, yet so much fun. Near my neighborhood, we had an unpaved dirt biking hiking trail overhanging trees on either side. Spooky. I agree. So with that in mind, this is what I experienced night after night. I would start off entering the dirt path sometime around dusk. It was always very dark as I slowly crept down the path with a... Why were you creeping? I mean, maybe that's just to add a little bit of flavor, a little pizzazz. I'm actually just imagining him doing like a really weird tiptoe creep. Been okay. watching too many 1950s cartoons, Kelly. It's you true. got your head in Disney right now. I do. I do. All right. With a faint shimmer of warm glow coming from below me. Mm. Unlike real life, the dream trail was set atop steep ravines on either side. Stationed every five to ten feet at the bottom of the ravines were witches. Every five to ten feet? Why? Who fucking knows? Good. But every single witch was standing behind a large cauldron. Oh, that's cool. With a lit torch beside it. Interesting. Just slowly stirring the cauldron. Weird that you were afraid of witches growing up. That was like and, something, witches well, never know, scared Hocus me. Well, you Pocus is one of his favorite films of all time. Okay, well that explains this then. Yeah. Do you know I just got a costume to be Winifred for Halloween next year? I don't know who year? that is. Mm. She's the Bette Midler one. Cool, the redhead. Yeah, the redhead, yeah. yeah. Do you got the big wig? Yep. Just slowly stirring the cauldron, not saying anything, not taunting me, but their presence was known. Seems menacing. Yeah. It does. You might be wondering to yourself, Jacob, why would you enter the trail knowing the dangers and frightful scene you'd be met with? Well, the answer is simple. The largest, most grandiose, bestest, most awesomest playground. I mean, hey, I was a kid existing before the internet and technology. That shit was cool to me. Makes well, of course sense. playgrounds were cool. And I have to say... One of my small indicators that I might not be completely screwing up as a parent, my kids are obsessed with playgrounds they too. They like it. They're into oh it. Oh my gosh. Like anytime there is one with an eye shot, if we don't go and hang out at the playground for a while, they get really pissed off. Top thing, the spinnies. Do people like those? Yeah, they, which is really weird because they both get horrible motion sickness. Yeah. But they love those things. I feel like it's the first roller coaster type situation. That's true. That's like true. Like the first controlled chaos. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Huh. Yeah, it's that control thing. Uh -huh. yeah. It was one of those strange dream logic scenarios where I never saw it, but I somehow just knew it was there at the end of the path. Knew how amazing it was, but night after night, I would slip and fall down one of those sides of the embankments, always landing into a boiling cauldron. No. Why can't you fall at the intervals? Like, in between, five, dude. Between five and ten feet. Yeah. Pick now. a better fall spot. Seems like a 90s video game. It does a little bit. Yeah. As soon as I hit the hot water, I'd wake up. I can only assume I died. He left out the part where he said soaked in piss. I mean, that's true. Because, yeah. you know, fall into hot water. Yeah, that's true. That would do it. Yeah. Yeah. I assume I died and the witches ate slash turned me into potion every single night. Oh. Sometimes I'd slip due to rain. Sometimes I'd be running to get to the playground faster. Sometimes I'd even walk super slowly, trying to be extra careful. At the start of every dream, I knew my fate already. I knew I'd slip, fall, and die before reaching the playground. Wow. But I couldn't escape the habit. I was always alone, with no parents around, which is a thing I used to do growing up in the pre-internet and technology days. Explore the woods around my neighborhood by myself. Hmm. The amount of fear I'd feel as I fell along with the first few moments of waking up was something I've yet to encounter as an adult. 
Well, maybe, you know, a few years from now, when you go back and read your review of The Scary of 61st, you'll Jesus, feel something as, as awful as that. Let it go, Kelly. I'm never letting it go. I don't let things go. The final time I experienced this dream, I actually made it to the end. Wow. See, this is weird. I never had any, like... Resolution. No. I'm huh. glad you got resolution, Jacob. I reached the playground, and it was just as glorious and incredibly massive as I'd hoped. Just purely a dream playground. My mouth hung open as I stared up and took in the sight. And just as I was approaching my first obstacle to play on, oh, no. a crack of thunder hit and it started to downpour. And right at this moment, I heard my mom yell, Jake, it's raining. Time to come inside. I never even got to experience the joy of playing on the best playground I could dream up. However, just making it to the clearing at the end of the path was enough of a win for me to never experience the witch cauldron dream death ever again. Fun fact bonus. Okay. I got a tattoo of said witches to remind me of the inner demons of my childhood dreams. That's kind of cool. That is really cool. Wow. Same picture of it. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Damn. Your dreams are so much cooler than your reviews, Jacob. Stop Good doing for you. that. He's really okay at this job. I mean, yeah, it, he, it's important. You have to have figures that you can hate. That's a very important part of any media conglomerate. I like to say we all have different perspectives mm. and that's nice. We can say that. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jacob, why don't you send us a picture of that tattoo? He did. Oh. Well, I'll put that in the show notes of this episode. There you go, bud. There For you sure. go. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thanks, Jacob. And go read his reviews, Friday.com. Mm, maybe. Great, great stuff. Half the time. You have recurring dreams, right? Anything yeah. similar? No similar thing with witches, which okay. has never spooked me. And yeah. no similar thing with like, there's this great thing at the end that I'm trying to get to. Mostly it was just scary stuff or weird stuff. I was drowning in a reservoir, like in front of one of those grates. Whoa. Rain kind of just whooshing in. Pretty cool. Wow. Aliens. Oh, by the way, speaking of which, I decided this year one of our cinema autopsies is going to be Communion. Communion? Yeah. Is there a movie about that? Yeah. Christopher Walken starred in it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So we're going to do that together and we're going to talk about Whitley Strieber's Communion. We still haven't done Fire in the Sky, though. Double feature? No. We're not going to make people sit for four hours while we watch films. They can pause in the middle. Double feature. I'm gonna make That's you intense. Sit. You know what we do? I like this. I get snacks. We do one main feed, and then if you want part two of the double feature, you gotta join the Friday Society. I love it. I love this. We're doing it. Lots of snacks. We're That's doing it. Lots of day. snacks. All right. I'm in. Great. Pretty cool story from Zach. This one I love because you guys are always telling me that the shit I talk about is fake. Zach has my back here. <clears throat> I'm glad someone does. Yeah. He has a bunch of really nice things to say. Hope we're doing well. Actually, oh, a friend told him about the podcast. That's nice. Yeah. Thank you, friend. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Uh-huh. Um, Hooked from the first episode he played. So, so wonderful. Great. So wonderful. And the story, I cannot wait to read to Byron specifically. So I've been listening nonstop, as previously mentioned, and I've wanted to email so many times, but I've been holding off because I wanted to catch up to current episodes so I could make sure the format of the show is still the same, specifically post-COVID, because I was afraid of what might have happened. Oh. Hope for the best, prep for Sam the worst, did, right? We did lose Sam. We did lose Sam. He's, he pokes his head in once in a while. Yeah. That well, wasn't he's not dead of COVID. No, no. 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 That was until two weeks ago. I had you guys on in the car, per the norm, as I drove back to the office from lunch. And you started into that week's cryptids and conspiracies. And I nearly ran into the person in front of me. Please don't do that. Yeah. I don't want anybody getting hurt on account of me. 
because all of my higher order brain functions ceased for a good five seconds. Yikes. All that was left was the reptilian brain stem and total body goosebumps. I've been sitting on this email, finger poised on the send button for the past two weeks. Why? I never, never hesitate to send me a story. Send me a story. I love stories. She does. Let's back up a bit before we get into this. First, let me say that I absolutely love the idea of cryptids and conspiracies, but I will follow that up with... I have to side with Byron and Sam on 99% of them. Sorry, Captain. That's all right. You wrote a story for me, so I won't hate you. Okay. I say that because I generally have a keen nose for BS as a result of my upbringing. You see, my mom's side was hardcore Catholic. Dad's side was hardcore Pentecostal. Wow, that is a mix, and that is a lot. I generally alternated between the churches every Sunday. No way. But that, I mean, that How alone. How do you know when you're supposed to sit down and stand up? You know, when you're supposed to touch snakes and not. confessional to a, a guy doing tongues? That's really a lot. Yeah. I, I hope that you are okay now, Zach. So that afforded me a viewpoint that most people in this area of the country wouldn't normally have an open window that into. That is very valuable. Yep. Mainly, I realized at a very early age, about eight, that everybody can't be right. Now, that doesn't mean I don't believe in anything. I do. I've seen way too many crazy uh, things. See, so you aren't like Sam and Byron. Okay. Thank God. No, I, I am. I've seen way too much to write off the idea of nothing being beyond this plane of existence. Great. I'm just not going to claim that I know what that nothing is. Yeah, that's called agnosticism, well, which is the only valid perspective. Yeah, I mean. I mean, it isn't the only valid one, but I do have a very firm belief. It's the only one that isn't dogmatic. Sure. Okay. Because Saying that you are certain of nothing or that you are certain of something are basically two sides of the same coin. So you're fine with fence-sitting when it involves belief, but not political fence-sitting. Bingo. All right. Yep. We've learned a lot. Well, because we can know things about politics. We can't know things about what happens when we die. Great It's okay. It's just a story, Oliver. Quick personal summary. 80s kid. Love all things horror creepy. Love science and the arts. Hate the news and all social media. Okay. I mean, I don't blame you. All right. I don't read creepypastas or Reddit. I apologize for I'm my glad. previous creepypasta yeah, story. Off of you, Kelly. I know. I'm sorry, everybody. Or anything that resides on a website that looks like it was designed in 1997. Okay, honestly, Bibliotheca Pleiades is not that bad. You should Green really give text. it a shot. You can't do darker than your text. Put on color. a filter. And last but not least, I'm from rural North Louisiana. Very nice. Cue the music. I love it. We're talking true blood country here. This is great. Which brings us back full circle to the purpose of my email. If you'll recall a certain episode that takes place in rural North Louisiana, episode 218, The Devil's Toy Box. It's been a long time since we talked Devil's Toy Box. And I know a little old place where you can lose your mind, or worse. Were you trying to do a B-52 was, song yeah, there? I, I mean, yeah. yeah. It's the Devil's Toolbox? Toy Box. Oh, I thought that was going to be a Rock Lobster reference. In this week's edition of Kelly's Cryptids. Oh. From the title, I assumed it would be something similar to the Hellraiser puzzle box, and that was kind of right, right? But more importantly, the part that affected me so fervently, no, that pertains to the human-sized version. Now... I don't know anything about the creepypasta or anything other than what was in your episode. I didn't Google or Reddit or whatever you do to creepypasta something. I don't have to because it's real. I actually still live about two miles from it. Wow. Except it isn't a shack. It's a double wide trailer home. I know this because my dad bought it in the early 90s and I lived there. (laughs) 
when I graduated high school in 99. Great year. And all during college. Wall to wall, floor to ceiling mirrors and everything. Initially, they renovated it immediately. And that's just scratching the surface. The amount of high strangeness that went on in that house could fill multiple True Tales of Terror episodes. He sold the place many, many years ago, but of course I had to play the episode for him. His eyes widened to almost cartoonish levels. His exact reply was, Yup, a lot of weird shit happened in that house. I wonder if it's the same place, or if somebody else tried to build one. Then we reminisced about all the craziness that happened there. I've been on the fence about sending this at all. I checked with Pop. He said it was all right as long as you didn't divulge any personal details because it does get pretty personal in some respects, but there's plenty of non-personal stuff I can share as well. Again, hope everybody on the Fright Day crew is doing well. I'll keep listening till I catch up with your current timeline. Okay, so Zach, I need, like, I, I kind of feel like we need to do a full episode on just the stories from there. I would love to talk to Zach about this. He sent this a couple months ago. And I think we need to get back to him. I guess explain what the devil's toy box is really briefly. I mean, that was a long time ago. It's a mirror walled box where it was a portal for the devil, basically, or demons. There are different people who have tried different things. Who was it? Uh, somebody moody had like a, oh gosh. Do I have to re-listen to my Something own Something Uh Byzantium. Byzantium? No, what is it? That's Raymond Moody. He was a psychiatrist. Um, turned out he was had a lot of problems. Still alive. He had a full mirror place. In Psychomantium. Inspired by the Greek psychomantiums where the ancient gods would go to consult apparitions of the dead, Moody built a psychomantium in Alabama, which he calls the Dr. John D. Theater of the Mind. By staring into a mirror in a dimly lit room, Moody claims that people are able to summon visions of spiritual apparitions. Was that included in our first episode about the Devil's Toy Box? I don't know. Byron, do you think I'm the right person to ask that no, question? No, of course not. Everyone at home, go back and listen to episode 218. Check it out. And we will definitely try to stay in contact with uh, with Zach about this. This is very interesting. Are you emailing him right now? Yep. All right. Well, let's not do it right now because we got more stories to tell. Yep. And this comes from somebody who took his inner circle initiation true tale. Seriously, Noah. And thank you so much. Hello, Kelly and Byron. So for my inner circle initiation, I decided to tell you a spooky true tale from when I was a young kid. This was many years ago. Some of the details are murky at best, but I'll try to recall what I can. All right. Like I said, I was a young kid in my early days of grade school, and I was watching a cartoon late at night again. Weird. Right back to Skinnamarink. This yeah. is kind of weird. Don't uh -huh. you think that's weird? Yeah. And at some point, the sound cut out, and I felt like something was walking beneath me. Jacob felt like he had the light underneath him. What is going on? I don't know. Then two times, I hear a female voice call my name in a long, ghostly moan. Okay, that's unsettling as well. I don't love it. Do you think they were witches with cauldrons? Did the floor down? I don't know. Who knows? Next, I remember screaming like a banshee and banging on my mom's bedroom door. Apparently, I was so loud, my grandma on my mom's side, who lived next door to us. Oh, wow came out and asked if that was me screaming. I can remember the rest of the night was me cuddling up to my mom in terror. I don't know what I heard, but I can tell you, I don't want to hear something that damn creepy again. Anyway, love the show. 
Hopefully you guys can use this. I have at least three more true tales. Oh, get them if in. you'd like to. Do you know how frequently people say that? Like, yes, of course. I Follow want all up. the tales. Follow up. What the hell? We need the rest. Oh, wonderful. He thinks it, it might have been a ghost. And I tend to agree. I feel uh, like that makes perfect sense. Hearing something underneath you walking. Are we talking about like the upside down, that kind of thing? Could like, be. Like fully like yourself, but a demonic version? Of Wildly it? uncomfortable. Yeah. Wildly that, uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I would also, um, when you send the rest of the stories, Noah, because I'm sure that you will do that, I want to know if you can remember what cartoon you were watching, because that is kind of key. It is important. Um, Are you sending follow-up emails again? Yes. Can you stop? <laughs> My God. Thank you, Noah. Really appreciate it. And glad you're a part of the inner circle. Thank you so much for uh, participating in that. And folks, of course, the FridaySociety.org, if you're at all curious in our organization, pop your head in there. Do, do, do. Got a great story here from Sarah. This is one of two sleep paralysis stories we have for the night. Well, at least they're coming out and saying it. Yeah, but I... Usually my explanation for a lot of things that happen at night... Sleep paralysis. Yeah, so. Here's the thing. Sleep paralysis doesn't mean that something isn't happening. It's true. We don't quite understand we how it works. We don't understand it. Yeah. 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 But it's usually a cat sitting on your chest while you're sleeping. Unless you don't have a cat. All right. Well... I'm still waiting for a real paranormal experience, but what I do have are a series of sleep paralysis along with demons. Demons aren't real. Demons are real. I think everything might just be aliens. I'm really starting to lean into that. Oh, but God. okay. Several Which years. Which also means that everything is us from the future. Yes. Yes. So we're just time traveling and spooking people out at night. Yes. Wonderful. Well, time means nothing you to write us that in the book? future. You gonna write that book? That Michael Masters fellow already wrote yeah, it. Yeah, that interview we had. We should follow up with Masters. We do. Will you email him? Book? Yeah, I'll add Email him. him. Reach out. I want a new interview. A new book, right? Yeah, he was writing a second right. book, and it's out. I haven't read it yet. Okay. Um, he didn't have me edit it. That was a poor choice on yeah, his part. Yeah, that was weird. Hmm. Right. Okay. We'll, we'll follow yeah, up. Yeah, let's talk to him. Okay. Several years ago, my husband and I moved into the house that my aunt left me when she passed away. It was very nice of her. Yeah. House is expensive. Well, whole house. Yeah. A couple of years later, my husband woke up to get ready for work at 5 a.m. Ooh, sorry. That's early. I was half awake and could hear him in the kitchen when all of a sudden the bed sheets began to tighten around me i felt this force pushing on my chest and i couldn't move do you like a tight sheet no i sleep with a tight sheet that I think does not surprise me, me in the fucking least so still sleep vampire style yep. yeah no i actually have to be able to kick one foot out Ugh. the side Ugh. gives me the yep. creeps to even think about that i uh, yep that doesn't surprise me yep. you're a fucking weird burrito man okay uh, i tried desperately to cry out but nothing would come out then it dawned on me. I was experiencing sleep paralysis for the first time. I was relieved I wasn't being possessed and decided to write it out calmly. Still unable to move, I thought to myself, wow, no wonder people think they're being tormented by a demon. Eventually it ended and I fell back asleep. thought I'd save this detail for the end, but uh, my aunt passed away in that very bedroom mm. from heart failure. Chest? Yeah. Pressure? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Fast forward a few years. Which, hold on, pause for a second. So that could mean one of two things. It could mean that that's why she's experiencing the chest pain, like it's a sympathetic haunting type thing. Okay. Or that whatever this paralysis-inducing demon Caused actually it. killed the aunt. And yeah. It's like, yeah, okay. Interesting. Fast why, forward. Why would the ghost share that sort of 
experience with a loved one. It's not necessarily advertent. Like, well, I'm just saying there's two options. There's either right. something the ghost did on purpose or it was something that a demon did that caused the death of... Right, right. But if if she was feeling like residual sympathetic uh -huh. things to his, her aunt's death, she's, um, it doesn't mean that the aunt is inflicting it on her. What's it called where you... Empath? Specific paranormal bend. What Medium? Is that? Well, there's another word for it. Vessel? No. Blavatsky? No. A Blavatsky is what they call it. Pulling a Blavatsky. She's pulling a Blavatsky. And it's not having the shine. <laughs> no, that's from a Stephen Fuck, King. that's a movie and a book. Oh, yeah, right, right. No, there's a word. Huh. Where you're, sen you're sen uh, it's sensitive. You're a sensitive? I don't think that's right. I mean, it's probably right. Anyhow... Fast forward a few years, we moved out of that house and into our dream home. Congratulations. Wow. One morning when the sun was barely up, my eyes opened to see a gaunt, naked figure with stringy hair standing at the end of my bed. A sensitive is, I was right. I told you I thought I you were right. There. Standing at the end of my bed with its back to me, shoulders hunched. That sounds terrifying. Byron, I'm going to read that sentence again just to make sure that it frightens you as much as it frightened me. Okay. One morning when the sun was barely up, my eyes opened to see a gaunt, naked figure uh -huh. with stringy hair standing at the end of my bed with its back to me, shoulders hunched. Can I tell you how relieved I am? First of all, horrifying. How relieved I am to hear that clothes finally aren't going with you after you die. <laughs> I hate the concept of 1800s top hat ghost or... I, I don't hate that concept at all. Or, or fur trapper. It's ghost. a weird thing to hate, Byron. I think it's silly. Why it's would, a fucking weird thing why to would, hate. Well, first of all, if, if ghosts were real, why weird would shit. Why would clothes come with them? Because they can. I guess what is what is skin but human clothes? Okay, you are just going down Maybe all weird fucking Maybe it should just be the candy. heart or the brain that, that become... My heart started racing brain. and I couldn't move. Only lay there and listen to it making this awful gnawing sound like it was eating something. Oh my god. That's bad. I tried to rationalize, thinking if there was really someone there, my dog would have barked at it. But I started to panic, mm -hmm. thinking the gnawing sound was it actually eating my dog. Okay, that's horrifying. Not great. After a couple of minutes of trying to be quiet and not alert it that I was awake, I regained movement and blinked. It wasn't a person. It was my shawl draped over a mirror, and the gnawing sound was my fan with something stuck in it. This has all made me fascinated with sleep paralysis and the evil hag hallucination. Yep. I love hearing how so many people experience the same things with no explanation. One last thing to add to these episodes. A few months ago, my husband woke me up in the middle of the night panicking. After talking him down, he told me he dreamt there was a horrible, ugly woman standing over me as I slept. And he's had a couple of other dreams, sleepwalking visions, just like it. Coincidence? Hmm, I think not. It could I mean, be. I threw in the I think not. Yeah, that wasn't I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for all you do. You were the first podcast I ever listened to at the beginning of COVID. Wow. And I can't wait to hear about more cryptids. Oh, you're in, in for it. We've got some good cryptids in store this year. <sighs> I'm doing one. He is. You're taking on a big one. I am taking on yeah, a big that's one. That's going to be cool. Sarah, great story. Thanks for listening as Super well. spooky. Appreciate it. Love it. Did you sleepwalk? No. I did. I don't 
think I did. Is there any least. relation to serial killers and sleepwalking? No. Maybe. God damn it, Kelly. Huh? Rude. What? Not nice. Not nice. Unkind. Okay. Stop it. Sure. Thank you, Sarah. Uh huh. Is that her name? Probably. <laughs> so mean. Yes. Yes, her name was Sarah. Jesus Christ. What the fuck was that, Kelly? It's just verbal filler. I wasn't really listening to you. <laughs> mean. <laughs> All right. I apologize. So we have a story from Jared who actually sent us a couple stories a while ago. This was a, another one from his batch. Yeah, we read the first one from him in episode, I guess, yeah. volume 19. Yeah. Oh, boy. This is called The Pink Apartment. Go back and listen to his pawn sh- spooky pawn shop story. He left the pawn shop. I left the pawn shop for a better job. Somehow, someway, I got a government job as a male dude. That is such a killer job. Well, they're nice very work. in need right now. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's government. Of course it's government. I know this. Yeah. I know this, Jared. And had been working a route that had a set of old apartments. These apartments have been on this route forever. Pick route or route. Come on now, Kelly. Creek, crick in the same route, sentence? Route. I think route, actually. I think you're right. I've been on this route forever. And trust me, they look like it. Old. Oh, the complex is painted a very Pepto pink. Don't like that. Like that alone, before we even get any further, that makes me uncomfortable. Very 70s. I kind of uh, like it. See, to me, it reminds me of Florida. Sure. That's why I don't like it. Well, we don't know. Maybe it's in Florida. Uh, I guess that's true. When you walk through the front doors, you walk into a lobby. You have three hallways and three stories. The building is basically a giant T. It has townhouses in the back, same color. Everything in this place is right out of the 50s. 50s, not 70s. Right down to the elevator that I grasp the handle for dear life every time I use it. You think it's one of those metal ones? It's like... I don't know. There's one of those in Paris that we had to use at a place that we stayed. I just use the stairs every time. Jim's old apartment in Chicago was like that. It was awesome. It could only fit two bodies. No me gusta. (laughs) Second and third floors had seating areas that look like waiting rooms where each hallway meets. This place is weird. The age, the layout, the vibe, it almost feels like it should be busier, but the hallways are empty. The hallways are well lit. You can see the tenants walking down them just fine, Mm. even if they are all the way at the end. And then you can hear the doors shut if anyone's coming or going. So at least there's a lot of transparency. It seems like a weird place, but at least, Yeah. yeah. One day I'm on the second floor delivering a package to an apartment down the center hallway. That was my last delivery for the complex. As I'm leaving, took the stairs leading to the lobby. I really do not like the elevator. Totally understand I would do the same thing. And I looked to my left, saw a woman walking down the hall less than 10 feet away from me. I nodded my head and said, hello. Hello, ma'am. Then step out of eye shot. I froze right at the top of the stairs because I realized she she had- She was a naked hag. No, spookier, but also another tie-in uh-oh. To skin a marink. Get ready, Byron. No eyes. No mouth. She had no face. Ah, knew it. Her whole body was just a shadow. I took two steps back and looked down the hall, and she's gone. Nobody there. Nobody shut any doors. I got that oh shit chill down my back, shook my head, and left the building. I wasn't scared, but it was the first time I ever saw a full body shadow, hmm. so it took a minute to process. Weeks went by and nothing. I ran into the apartment manager. She told me that the building was an old hospital. I'm just kind of with the waiting areas and the wide uh-huh. hallways. Yeah. That was converted into apartments in the 80s. I still deliver to that building and I haven't seen anything else. 
and I still hate the elevator. Totally understandable, Jared. I 100% get it. It's weird because I've thought about the idea of being a mailman, mailwoman, male person. It's always sounded great to me. I've never thought about needing to go inside of buildings like that, though. I don't like that, that, that anymore. That seems like a pain in the ass, don't you think? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about that? The shadows. I mean, this could go back to time traveling ghosts or anything from the director, Anthony Scott Burns, who did Our House and Come True, remember? Yeah, Come True was one of the greatest movies of Very all time. much like that. But I think Our House we also used technology to summon uh, shadow spirits. Do you remember that film, 2018? No. Yeah, it's a good one. I think if you liked Come True, you would like the other movie of his that we've covered for the show. Yeah, well... Maybe I'll go back to it. Maybe you will. Maybe I won't now that you've told I me to. I don't know why you're being mean to me. But we have one more from Jared that we're going to hang on to for the next uh, volume 18 coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last one of the night. Last story of the night from Dazia. This is a pretty fun one. It covers a couple different areas of horror, in my opinion. One of them a very tangible, real piece of horror. And the other one something that Byron and Sam might be skeptical of, but combined... Mm. Super spooky. All right, here we go. Net neutral. I have a few events that warrant a woo-woo tag. Most are boring this-then-that stories no one wants to hear that end with, and then I went back to sleep. This is because I have a sleep paralysis and frequently see weird shit, so I don't even second-guess it anymore. I'm a nomad, lived in 19 different addresses as an adult. Wow. Bravo to you. I wish I could do that. Mentally I, can't oh, do I it. I can't. It's I'm too exhausting. I'm a creature of habit. I'm surrounded by yeah. minimal stuff, and but I like my stuff. Burrito slash, you know, straight jacket sleeping. I do do that. Yeah. Very can't do weird. that in weird beds. Yeah. Well, two of these places could be described as haunted. I can't tell you if a place is haunted, but I can tell you a haunted place feels like committing a felony. In quiet moments, you get the distinct sensation that someone else owns that space and you shouldn't be there. Interesting. This particular event took place while getting a worthless Master's of Science in Plant Molecular Biology. I don't know. That doesn't sound that worthless. What's your degree in? Uh, English and Political Science. And you use those. And I, I use the English a yeah, lot. Yeah, and then I, I use the political yeah. science to just be angry all the yeah, time. Yeah, just be upset. Yeah. Great. I was in a typical home share with another student who was there before me. My half of the house was a main room and a bedroom. The bedroom had a doorway that went into the walls and crawl space. Wait, into the walls. A door into the walls. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's a typo. No, I think, I mean, a lot of times there's a lot of space in between the walls and in I guess old so. houses. True. Yeah. Whew. The bedroom was weirdly uncomfortable because it was tiny and seemed to be a second thought in the construction of the house. Maybe originally an office? I kept my pet rabbit in the living room with my mess of grad student drudgery. Over about a month, the, the bedroom... Have asked for a small pet yet? Yeah, guinea pigs. They want guinea pigs. Yeah, no, it's not happening. No, of course not. No, but... Would you, would you do rabbit? Mm, probably not. Yeah, my grandpa used to raise rabbits to sell meat to butteries. That's a small local grocery chain that no longer exists. And my mom had pet rabbit, and then also they would just kill them and sell the meat to the butcher shop. Seeing some genetic roots of your... I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Whew. Okay. Over about a month, the bedroom seemed incrementally smaller to the point that I felt there wasn't enough space for just myself in there. 
almost as if there was another person in this six by 20 room. Ooh, six by 20, that's brutal. That is short and long. I told my roomie that I was going to move my bed to the bigger room. He smirked a little and said the last person thought that room was haunted. I don't believe in ghosts, so this just seems like young people being spooky. Mm. First, I must tell you how my sleeping area is arranged. My twin bed is diagonal out of the corner between two windows. Sure. Sleep with my head at the outer end of the bed because I feel this sleep paralysis psychopomps at the windows pretty regularly. They aren't really a problem because best I know, my mind is creating them. They're just annoying, silent, twitchy shadow people. See that? Oh, gross. Yeah, I am... Oh, here's the thing. I know a lot about sleep paralysis. I've heard a ton about it, but if that shit started happening to me, I don't think I could ever just convince myself that it wasn't real. Oh, okay. Like, I don't think I could. I'm, it well, but is you so know impressive. dreams aren't real, right? Yeah, but this is different. It's like a different level. I, I, it is so impressive to me that people can do that. Bravo to you, Dasya. You never had sleep paralysis, though. Not that I remember, no. Okay. I mean, I don't remember most things, That's but no. That's true, yeah. One night as I started to doze off, I felt that I was being touched. It was full contact caressing of my torso, like a partner lovingly putting their arm around you. Oh no. I woke slightly and was annoyed because this was new for sleep paralysis. The psychopomps have never touched me, best I know. I'm somewhat entertained and I thought, is that all you got? Grab my blank, insert whatever word for breast you prefer. Oh, you knockers? Uh-huh. Grab my knocker, you sissy. Great. And when I started to fall back asleep, it started again, firmer, but no knocker grabbing. Beautiful execution of parenthesis and asterisks she to did. represent this female. Excellent writer we have here. Yeah. Definitely felt like arms and hands wrapping around me as I laid on my side. The harder I tried to fall asleep, the more the grope intensified. Hmm. I could feel a man's actual muscle structure. My forearm, bicep. Wow. I rolled onto my back, fussing to ignore it and fall asleep. A large masculine hand came from between my pillows and aggressively grasped the side of my face and my neck from my ear to the opposite cheek. It was a rough stuff kind of grabbing. Ugh. Felt the individual fingers spread out across my neck and jaw. It was pulling my face back and down into the pillow with all the force of an actual person. And then I went back to sleep. Fuck. See, that's like the superpower you would have to have to overcome sleep paralysis and just sleep. I could actually see a person being able to fall back asleep if that's what they thought was going on. Was the place haunted? Was it an unusually intense bout of sleep paralysis? I don't know. <sighs> I mean, that that's fucked up. That's probably the 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 best sleep paralysis story that we've heard on the show. Best slash worst. Most horrifying for yeah. sure. Terrifying. I mean, my I don't know if I've said this in the past. You know, sometimes when you fall asleep but you feel like you're still like in the same yeah. place. That's probably what happened. Shifted from consciousness to unconsciousness you're in the same place i don't know somebody that's experienced that much sleep paralysis and all the stuff that goes with it i am pretty willing to commit to whatever it is that she thinks happened yeah wow yeah. Yeah. holy cow though that is intense and what a what a way to wrap up volume 17 of true tales of terror thanks so much to the folks who who submitted stuff that we didn't get to we'll be sure to read those in volume 18 yeah and if you uh, haven't gotten your story in yet email it to let's do contact at friday.com and kelly at friday.com just in case because kelly is uh, 
Kelly. I am Kelly. She might lose it. I will probably lose it. But I don't ever delete emails is a thing. So proud of you. So yeah. it's always in the search. Yep. And you just got to make sure to find it. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. But until next week, Kelly, where are you going to be? On email, kelly at frightday.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, checking various social media things once in a while, but mostly just mostly email me. All right. Yeah, trying really hard. New Year's thing, you know. Oh, great. I'm proud of you. Yeah. And I'm at Byron McCoy on Twitter and Instagram, Byron at frightday.com. It's my email address. And until next Friday, stay awake and stay scared. listening to an audio wool original produced by byron mccoy theme music provided by cemeteries for more programs like this visit audiowool.co